the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. That is exactly what us as we get started at nine, or excuse me, seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Friday, the 31st and final morning of the month of January in the year of our Lord 2020. The last morning of the month should be the last morning that we have to deal with this ridiculous sham shift show. S-C-H-I-F-F, shift show. No FCC. I'm not violating laws there as much as I would like to call it. Uh, something else. Um, but it is. The, the last day we should have to deal with this. There are not going to be enough votes from uh, traitorous, uh, treasonous Democrats, or excuse me, Republicans rather, joining the Democrats to try to call witnesses and reinvestigate um, a uh, charge against the president that they already claimed that they proved. And Jay Sekulow yesterday, by the way, I'm going to get to this in a second, Jay Sekulow destroyed just absolutely destroyed Adam Schiff's argument, rationale, and quite frankly, his whining and begging for witnesses with one mic drop that might be just the mic drop of all mic drops. And I'm going to share that with you in a moment. But today should be the last day. They're not going to have enough witnesses. Lamar Alexander is likely the uh, deciding vote there. They needed four. They needed four Republicans to turn against the president and allow this uh, Schiff show to continue uh, with the Demon Rats. Uh, by way of allowing witnesses and documents. They needed four. They only have three maximum, it would appear. And that means uh, there will not be uh, witnesses called. There will be a vote to acquit or convict the president in the full Senate by the end of the day today. And when I say the end of the day, I, according to what I heard from analysts yesterday, uh, doesn't mean by the end of business today, uh, it could very well roll on into the night. This vote could come as late as midnight or maybe even after, which would technically make it Sunday mor- or Saturday morning. But uh, at any rate, this whole thing should be over today. The huge swing vote was Lamar and Alexander, the retiring senator from Tennessee. He is not running for re-election, so he has no reason to worry about what the voters will judge him on. 
he says he is not going to vote for um, uh, any witnesses. And this, of course, is contrary, contrary to Susan Collins of Maine, who is trying to play both sides of the political aisle. You remember, Susan Collins cast a deciding vote in favor of Judge uh, Brett Kavanaugh becoming Justice Brett Kavanaugh, angering and outraging all of the liberals in Maine. And now, of course, she is facing re-election. And so she is trying to make it up to those angry liberals and this time tick off conservatives by voting for witnesses. Now, that doesn't mean she will vote to convict the president. I truly believe no Republicans will vote to convict the president. I think every Republican will vote to clear the president. And very likely, and President Trump thinks so too, very likely there will be some Democrats crossing over the aisle, if you will, and voting to acquit the president as well. Because the case is just that simple. Uh, it really is. Senator Lindsey Graham says this entire thing will be over today, and it probably will be bipartisan. Yeah, I'm increasingly optimistic uh, that Republicans will uh, move to a final verdict uh, before Tuesday. The president will be acquitted in a bipartisan manner. We're not blocking anybody's witnesses. We're just not going to legitimize the House choosing not to call a witness, dump it in our lap, and put us in a spot where if you called a witness, you'd be dealing the courts out of judicial review of impeachment. Here's a dirty little secret uh, about this. And by the way, I don't like what I heard from Lindsey Graham there about saying before Tuesday. I think uh, they really, and I think everybody wants to get this done by today. That's the dirty little secret. Democrats do not want this to continue into the weekend. As much as Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and some of the other House managers as they're known, As much as they complain they want witnesses because they really want to pursue something that is absolutely futile because they're not going to get 67 votes to convict, no matter what John Bolton might say. And and, 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 Sidebar here, whatever John Bolton might say is literally, totally, 100% irrelevant anyway. That's the hysterical part about this. Hysterical liberals in D.C. and all over the country screaming, let's hear from Bolton. If Bolton doesn't have anything dangerous or anything damaging on the president, why are you afraid to let him speak? The reason, nobody's afraid to let him speak. It's just that whatever he says is literally irrelevant. Because what a president says to a national security advisor when it is different from what a president does about the very same issue It's literally irrelevant. You don't impeach people on speech. You don't impeach people on thoughts. Even if he did say, and it is highly questionable, given the fact that John Bolton's description of the president's call with Ukraine and his uh, uh, policy with Ukraine was completely legal and above board previously, even if he did say to John Bolton, yeah, I want to hold the aid back until they announce an investigation, At the end of the day, he didn't hold the aid back until the announcement of an investigation. Because they got their money, they got it before the deadline, there was no investigation announced, there was no investigation carried out. The president of Ukraine said he never felt any pressure to do any such thing for any reason whatsoever. I mean, those underlying facts are just irrefutable. So even if he did say to John Bolton something, like, this is what I want to do, it isn't what he did do. So therefore, whatever Bolton might offer is irrelevant. And it's because of that irrelevance that it is a guarantee there will not be 67 votes to remove him. 
So the dirty little secret in D.C. today is the Democrats want this to be over, too. Not the House managers, not Schiff, not Nadler and those people, but the the uh, the senators who have to vote on this want to vote now. They want this thing to be over. You want to know why? Iowa is Monday. The Iowa caucus is Monday. Democrats want to be there. Liz Warren doesn't want to be in D.C. all weekend listening to something they know is a futile effort. Bernie Sanders doesn't want to be in D.C. all weekend letting this ridiculous thing drag on. None of them want to be there. They want to be in Iowa campaigning and trying to get every last-minute vote they can from the uh, for the Democratic Iowa caucuses on Monday. So the dirty little secret is the Republicans want this to be over today, and so do the Democrat senators. The only ones who could obstruct this, truthfully, are the House managers and uh, potentially Chief Justice John Roberts if it's a 50-50 tie and he chooses to break precedent and break the tie himself by voting one way or the other. Uh, odds are he will recuse from that and just allow the tie to uh, stand at 50-50, which means they didn't meet the threshold of 51 to, to uh, allow for witnesses, which means we're done here. Let's have our final arguments and let's vote. And that's what's going to happen today in all likelihood. So that's, uh, that's where we are with respect to this. I want to hit Jay Seculo for a moment here. I shouldn't say hit. I want to highlight Jay Seculo for a moment here. You may recall uh, last week, I think it was last week, it was last week, on these airwaves, I told you what I wrote on fa- on uh, social media, and I read it here, and it, it's about as simple and direct as anybody has ever made this. Not to, That's not self-congratulatory. Uh, I'm not smarter than anybody else who's talking about this, but I haven't heard anybody else say it the way I said it until Jay Sekulow yesterday on the floor of the Senate during this trial. And what I said was, paraphrasing now, Two things cannot both be. Two things cannot exist at the same time when it comes to the Demon Rats argument. They argued, number one, that they have proven their case overwhelmingly and indisputably. There is no way to dispute what they have said about the president, what they have proven about the president. It's overwhelming, the evidence is, right? That's thing number one. Thing number two is, We need more witnesses to testify and more documents to be subpoenaed to prove our case. That's thing number two. Thing number one and thing number two both cannot be. You cannot have proven your case overwhelmingly and then also say, we need documents and witnesses to prove our case. They're just completely at odds with one another. It's an oxymoron to say we have a demonstrated, provable case that we haven't proven yet. That's an oxymoron. Nobody had said that until I did, until yesterday, when Jay Sekulow, who's an extraordinarily more important man than I am, in an extraordinarily more important position, on the floor of the Senate, listened to Jay Sekulow just deliver the mic drop of all mic drops to Adam Schiff. I think we've got to be clear. They put this forward in an aggressive and fast-paced way. And now they're saying... Now we need witnesses. After 31 or 32 times, you said you proved every aspect of your case. That's what you said. Well, you didn't. You said he just said he did. Well, then I don't think we need any witnesses. Thank you. Thank you, counsel. (laughs) 
That is literally the mic drop of all mic drops. He wa- If the microphone hadn't been mounted to the podium, he would have dropped it onto the floor as he walked away. Jay Sekulow, the president's attorney and a member of his defense counsel in this impeachment trial, looked over at, at Adam Schiff directly. I have the video. You only have the benefit of the audio. But in the video, he literally looked over at Adam Schiff and said, you said 31 or 32 times you've proven every aspect of your, aspect of your case. Adam Schiff says to him, we did. Confirming, yes, we have proven it. Jay Sekulow says, there you go. Then why do we need any more witnesses? And he walked away. It was brilliant. He literally just deconstructed every argument Adam Schiff has made for needing witnesses by saying, you told us you didn't need any witnesses because you've proven your case. So if you've already proven your case, then we don't need any witnesses. Now do we? And he walked away. I'm telling you, if the mic had been able to be held in his hands, he would have dropped it. And instead, as it is, he walked away from it. It was outstanding. And now they're saying, well, now we need witnesses. After 31 or 32 times, you said you proved every aspect of your case. Looked right at him. That's what you said. Well, you didn't. You said he just said he did. Well, then I don't think we need any witnesses. Thank you. Can you dig it? I mean, the dismissiveness with which, just the disrespect that he showed Schiff, which is what he deserved, by the way. It was disrespectful because Schiff is worthy of disrespect. Or, put another way, he is not worthy of respect. He looked at him, Schiff said, we did, we did prove our case. Every aspect of our case is proven. And Sekulow turned back to the mic and said, then we don't need any more witnesses. And he walked away. Thank you. Then he walked away from the mic. It was a mic drop without dropping the mic. It was brilliant, and it's going to lead to the acquittal of the President of the United States today. I want to get your reaction to all of this. We have a free-for-all Friday in front of us, but I do have two guests coming up in an hour at about 10.10. The brilliant sage of South Central, Larry Elder, will be joining us, and uh, he's going to give us his thoughts on where things are as we stand going into uh, impeachment or in what I guess I'm just going to call acquittal Friday. So we're going to talk to him at 1010. Uh, also at 1035, former Congressman Tom Tancredo is going to join us to talk about another Trump policy that is an extraordinarily important one, and that is a home run. And that is an end to birther tourism. So i got all of that coming up in Hour 2, but we are totally guest-free in Hour 1. So if you want to hit us, hit us right now. Your thoughts on what you've heard and seen, and uh, 216-901-0945 will get you here on AM 1420 The Answer. Nine twenty-five. Thanks for joining us on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. The president was rallying last night in Iowa, in Des Moines, and he was in rare form, trumpeting. Pardon that, but trumpeting all of the tremendous successes uh, that he and his uh, team have uh, been responsible for, inclu- for including the magic wand of manufacturing. And we're jobs. reclaiming a very proud heritage as a manufacturing nation again. Do you remember when the previous administration, the head of the previous administration, I won't mention names, I'm sure you'll never guess the name, 
but said that you need a magic wand to create manufacturing jobs. Well, we found the magic wand because we're going to be hitting <laughs> 750,000 manufacturing jobs in the not too distant future. Uh, yeah, also t- other tremendous uh, news with the USMCA being passed. Our farmers are going to be in better shape. Uh, obviously, our trade is going to be so much better uh, with our uh, neighbors uh, to the north and south of us in North America. And, of course, p- phase one of the new deal with China has been signed as in an, in an effect as well. This is why the Democrats are trying so desperately to impeach him. Seriously. The growth that we have had, 2.1%, by the way, in the fourth quarter, again, rejecting all prognostications of recession and contraction of the economy, it continues to grow another 2.1% with the jobless. Let's put it to you this way. Why are they so desperate to impeach? Why are they so desperate to not have Donald Trump be on the ballot in November? Let's listen to the president's Super Bowl ad. And that's that will give you the answer to that question. America demanded change. Donald Trump wins the presidency. And change is what we got. Under President Trump, America is stronger, safer, and more prosperous than ever before. Best wage growth I think we've seen in almost a decade. Unemployment rate sinking to a 49-year low. Unemployment for African Americans fell to a new low. Unemployment for Hispanics hit an all-time record low. And ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. That is why. All of those things are just 100% factual. It's just the way that it is. The economy has exploded. The stock market has exploded. More wages, or excuse me, higher wages, more take-home pay, more money in people's pockets, better jobs, more jobs, fewer unemployed, unemployed, uh, fewer needing food stamps, and on and on and on and on and on we go. That's why they are so desperate to keep him off the ballot. That's why. They wanted so much so to get him impeached so that he cannot destroy whichever uh, one of these lunatic losers that they throw up there uh, in the uh, Demo- uh, that comes out of the Democratic primary. And that's it. And by the way, he had fun with that last night, too. He had fun talking about uh, what's going to happen in Iowa. Which one of these demon rats uh, are you guys going to support in Iowa to, to lose to me as they try to destroy us and take us into socialism? That kind of that amount of product, but we'll see what happens. But I think we're doing very well in Iowa. Uh, you saw the polls. I'm beating every single one of them. Uh, there are some polls that Joe Biden likes to look at, I know, where he says, yeah, I'm the one... They're old polls. Any polls that he's leading, and they're old. What's happened, uh, you look at the new Gallup poll today, just came out. We're beating them all, and Joe's going down. I guess Bernie is surging. Uh, it's a very interesting, you know, I'm here at this time, and they're all going crazy over there. But we have a rally that's uh, thousands of people outside that can't get in, so it's going to be something. But it seems that Bernie's surging. Uh, I don't know who's going to win it. You it, mentioned Bernie Sanders. His whole campaign in the final days is... I'm going to stop that there because I wanted him from the actual rally, my bad, uh, yesterday where he talked about which socialist are they going to support here. Um, but but what the, what the president is talking about there is 100% correct. He said, we had a huge rally, thousands and thousands of people. Everywhere he goes, if he goes to the heartland into a red state like Iowa, he has tens of thousands of people seeing him and tens of thousands more outside waiting. He goes to blue states like New Jersey. He's got tens of thousands of people in the arena. They had 160,000 ticket requests, so literally 100,000 or more outside wishing they could get inside. Joe Biden holds an event in a room that holds 100 people. Are there 5,000 people outside wishing they could be one of those 100? No, 
There's maybe 100 people. Elizabeth Warren, maybe 100 people. Literally, the president has to hold these events in stadiums and arenas because literally, if you hold it in an event in a venue where there's only 100 people, you're going to have 150,000 people outside. So they try to at least accommodate tens of thousands of them at a time. That popularity is what is completely misrepresented by polling, and it's what is devastating, devastating to every one of the demon rat candidates and the DNC. They know the reality of the situation. He is far more popular than any of them are, even during the impeachment, and after another 10 months of job growth and GDP growth, he's going to be even more popular in November. Back after the news. Nine thirty-four. We continue on this free for all Friday. We'll get some phone calls in here. I got a lot of other audio to play from the rally yesterday, from the shift show yesterday, the destruction of Adam Schiff by Jay Sekulow and by Pat Cipollone and the rest of the president's team. Alan Dershowitz giving everyone a lesson in constitutional law that they absolutely refuse to learn. Uh, it's, it's hysterical. And meanwhile, by the way, meanwhile, the demon rats continue to throw out their polls that show, but Americans, by way of the polls, want there to be witnesses. Surveys show that Americans want to see witnesses as they can get a better handle on what's going on here, they say. And I ask you, how in the living hell can anybody who is being polled or surveyed answer in any other way, given the fact that literally, not figuratively, not hypothetically, literally... 100% of the network news coverage of President Trump has been negative, and 95% of the coverage of the demon rats who are prosecuting him has been positive. Newsbusters has put the numbers out. Before the Senate impeachment trial of President Trump was gaveled into session, Chief Justice John Roberts presided over a swearing-in ceremony where all 100 senators pledged to be impartial jurors. The liberal media zeroed in on that pledge and decried Senate Republicans who seemed to be siding with the president as saying they're impartial. Meanwhile, the one organization that is supposed to be impartial, the news media, has been literally 100% partisan. The Media Research Center study of broadcast evening news coverage of the opening arguments of both sides found ABC, CBS, and NBC did not live up to the standard of impartiality that they demanded of Republicans. They gave Democrats literally double the airtime in the coverage of their opening arguments, double, twice as much of demon rats like Schiff and Nadler ripping the president twice as much as they gave to the president's defense team defending the president. That's that's just already any poll that shows what Americans want with respect to witnesses or anything else should be rendered irrelevant, completely moot, right? 
literally twice as much of let's trash the president than they show of here's the defense of the president. But it's not just the amount of coverage. It's how they presented it. Between Wednesday, January 22, when Democratic House impeachment managers launched their opening arguments, and Tuesday, January 28, when the president's defense team rested, evening newscast reporters and anchors made a total of 34 evaluative statements about the merits and the effectiveness of both sides. Democratic impeachment managers received a total of 21 evaluative statements from ABC, CBS, and NBC journalists. These are your main networks. Of that total, 95% of them, or 20 out of 21, touted their efforts and presentations, which means only one of the evaluating comments were negative from the Democrat impeachment House managers. ABC World News Tonight had eight positive comments for them. CBS Evening News had five. NBC Nightly News had seven. NBC had the lone negative comment about the House impeachment managers. In stark contrast, every evaluative statement from reporters and anchors on the three major networks about the merits and effectiveness of Trump's defense team were negative. 13 total evaluative statements from ABC, CBS, and NBC all 13 of them negative review, negatively reviewed by uh, these supposedly non-biased, uh, non-partisan, um, uh, just shot or, or strike uh, a ball and strike callers from the main, uh, three major um, networks: ABC, CBS, and NBC. Five each for ABC and CBS, three for NBC. The networks would routinely tear down the arguments Trump's legal team made. Uh, despite evidence that they would present in support of their their uh, arguments. When Trump lawyer Michael Perpura argued, with evidence, that the president was long interested in burden sharing when it came to U- the, uh, Ukraine's defense, CBS chief congressional correspondent Nancy Cordes tried to shoot that down by saying those claims run counter to witness testimony, a common assertion by the networks, as if the witness testimony is somehow gold particularly when most of that witness testimony was proven to have been conjecture, presumption, and assumption out of the mouths of the witnesses themselves. After the manuscript of, uh, of uh, National Security Advisor John Bolton was leaked somehow to the New York Times, Vindman's brother, Holt announced that he took uh, that the book contradicts Trump's defense. Moments later, Chief, Chief White House correspondent of NBC, Holly Jackson, uh, seemed to poke at how Trump's lawyers were addressing senators, but not the elephant in the room. They literally skew everything that is said by Trump defenders, literally the Trump defense team, as being negative or non-impactful or, or inaccurate. 100% of them, while they praise and tout and agree with 95% of everything that the House manager said. How can anybody in America who watches the news, at least on the networks, possibly not say, yeah, I want to see witnesses, this looks really bad? If all of the news is presented that is, is anti-Trump, and none of the news is presented as anti-Democrat impeachment hacks, how can people possibly vote to say, no, I don't need to see anything? And when I say impeachment hacks, this is what I mean as well. On the same website, Media Research Center, 
Um, I found a sidebar story to that 100% negative uh, coverage of Trump and 95% positive Trump of the Democrats. I found a sidebar story that I thought was, was really of, of, especially, of special importance. This was from September. So what, four months ago, five months ago? From September 24th, they put together a video that chronicles month by month Literally for 35 straight months. If you're scoring that at home, and if you need a if you need a calculator, I'll I'll help you out here. That's one month shy of three years. 35 straight months. Democrats and or media, and they literally are one and the same. Were on the air, touting impeachment. For three consecutive years, 35 straight months, and they have the video here to prove it, going all the way back to November of 2016, every month, every month for three years, there is evidence of them screaming and calling for and crying for and wishing for impeachment. Now, the call to Ukraine was only made in, in uh, July of this, year, of this past year, of, of, uh, of, uh, of 2019. And they want us to believe that this is impeachment. It's not something that they wanted. It was something that was foisted upon them. We, we, we didn't wish for this. We didn't come into Congress wanting to impeach a president. We didn't wish for this at all. But a whistleblower blew the whistle, and, and, and something happened, and we have to defend the Constitution. So against our will and against our wishes, we have to conduct this impeachment inquiry. I mean, the facts just came out, and it's, it's, it's what happened. For 35 straight months, they were screaming for impeachment. Literally. Three years before the phone call was made that they're claiming is just, oh, this caught us all by surprise. The whistleblower came out and, and, well, we have to respond. It's all there. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook and you'll see the exact stories and videos that I'm talking about. France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio, all one word, no spaces, no underscores. BJ is in North Olmstead. BJ, thanks for your patience. You're on the air on AM4. Oh, not BJ. Sorry. Andy in Middleburg. My bad. Andy, are you there, Andy? Yes, sir. Good morning. Thank you All for right. taking my call. My pleasure. Go ahead. Uh, you know, <laughs> the shift, he's just destroyed. He, the damage that he's done to our Constitution and, and our Bill of Rights of, of his line like this, you know, and I, I'm going to make this sweet and short. At 80 years old, I got one term for him. Adam shift for brains i mean this guy has destroyed everything hundred years of, of getting everything straight not we're the we're the most put together country we may be corrupt but we're the most get together look at the other countries around us Everybody's whoa 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 whoa, whoa 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 andy 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 what did you just say you just said we may be corrupt you think no, 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 our government is corrupt. I mean, look at it. Look it at is? Biden and the rest of them, and they should all be in orange jumpsuits already. All right, maybe maybe you need to clarify that by saying our government is corrupt. Our government includes the president. No, 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 no. no people like people. I, 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 I'm very sorry about that. I I, okay. I said it the wrong way. I, I'm so so aggravated, you know, and I'm, I'm behind you 100% everything you said. I just, I can't believe we're sitting back waiting to put these people in orange jumpsuits and nothing's being done. I guess that's my, we know these, well, we these, know these particular people, we, yeah, these particular yeah. people, Andy, like Schiff, they're not going to jail because they have protection. They're allowed to say pretty much whatever they want in Congress. Um, but I will say be? this. Well, Bob, uh, how but, can that be? 
Well, there it's it's written into the Constitution and it's written into the code uh, as far as as far as what uh, they're allowed to do. Um, but let me let me say this. First of all, the joke you used, uh, uh, shift for brains, and I get it, uh, shift, S-C-H-I-F-F, I always want to clarify to the FCC, shift for brains has been used before, and it's cute, but I don't find it to be accurate. He's not dumb. He doesn't have shift for brains. He's not dumb. Rather, he's what you said in the second part. He's corrupt. He's, he's, Quite frankly, along with the rest of them that are trying to perpetrate this fraud on the American people, all because they had the shock of their lives on November 8th of 2016, and Hillary Clinton was beaten by somebody that they hate. They, they quite frankly, have just turned to pure evil. And I know that sounds, ah, shut up. I'm just telling you, evil guides, it lives within their souls, and it guides their actions. They're not dumb, they're evil. They don't want to believe what happened. So they made up a a fairy tale as to why it happened. Trump couldn't have beaten us and our candidate legitimately and legally, especially as soundly as he did, winning 30 out of 50 states, winning an electoral landslide. He couldn't have done that. There has to be a reason. Because we can't lose to somebody like that. Russia's the reason. Let's use this and let's roll with a, with its independent counsel to investigate him and prove that Russia was responsible for Trump winning. And for two years they gave Robert Mueller carte blanche, a blank check, and everything that he could possibly need to prove that Trump colluded with Russia to steal the election. And then sadly for them, when it was over, Bob Mueller's report exonerated the president of collusion. Then, even though this was not his charge, Mueller included a separate uh, result of his investigation on matters of obstructing justice. It wasn't even what he was charged with investigating, but he did it anyway. Trying to say, well, we couldn't get him on collusion, but maybe we can get him on obstruction. And so he put that piece together in his report and came out with it saying, okay, we can't prove obstruction either. But just to satisfy my benefactors who paid me millions to do this, I'll also throw in a line that says, I can't prove he didn't obstruct. (laughs) It's just a non-legal term. No one has ever been charged with a crime and and had had, uh, 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 a charge against them that that where the prosecution says we can't prove that he did it, but we can't prove that he didn't do it either. Instead, what they say is uh, we drop the charges. Or if they send it to a jury and the jury says we couldn't prove that he did it, so we couldn't prove that he didn't do it either, so we're going to vote present. No, they vote for acquittal, not guilty. The evidence wasn't there to prove he did something, so therefore he's not guilty. No, No legal conclusion has ever been drawn that somebody who is considered to be not guilty might be considered, yeah, but also not innocent. That's not how it works. So in other words, that's a long explanation for saying the Mueller report literally blew up in their faces. Mueller said no collusion, and when it comes to obstruction, we can't prove that he did it. Yeah, we also can't prove that he didn't do it, but we can't prove that he did it. So in other words, Mueller, big, fat, zero. 
And so the anger and the rage over losing in November of 2016 was, was, was still there. They didn't get satisfied by Mueller. we got to find something else. Tick-tock, tick-tock, November of 2020 is coming. The guy's going to get reelected. Look at the state of the country. Look at the jobs. Look at all of this. He's going to win again. we got to grab onto something. All right. Let's fabricate a Ukrainian phone call impeachment. And so ever since July of this past year, that was their Hail Mary. Today... The Hail Mary pass falls incomplete, harmlessly in the end zone. Today, the acquittal will happen. Today, there will be no new witnesses called. Today, the expose of the evil being perpetrated and practiced by the Demon Rat Party will be exposed once and for all. The expose will happen. I don't mean to be redundant. Once and for all. And yes, the president will be, will be reelected in November as a result, in large part of all of this. I know I'm doing a lot of monologuing here, but I'm just so fired up over all of this right now. I just kind of have to do it. If you're on hold, I promise you're next. AM 1420, The Answer. President was on fire last night in Des Moines, Iowa, but he wasn't the only one. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, his former press secretary, knows how to fire up a crowd Love as well. the state of Iowa. So much. This is an incredibly special place. I actually met my husband here in Des Moines, so uh, I love being back in Iowa. It's an amazing place. We're sorry you've had so many crazy liberal Democrats running around here the last year. But the good news is <laughs> it's not going to matter because at the end of the day, this guy will still be our president. Thank you very much. My ears just got blown out by that crowd. By the way, just to clarify the numbers, that venue yesterday held 7,000-plus. Every every seat, every standing room was filled. There were over 1,000 more standing outside in sub-freezing temperatures just to watch TV together. They watched him on a big monitor there. Derek, who's running my show right now, said he worked uh, at a vent at uh, one of the vending uh, locations um, during the last Trump event in Cleveland, and he described it as being unlike anything he had ever seen before. The closest comparison is to a rock concert. Everything sold out in seconds. Again, thousands of people outside the arena who could not get in to see him. Uh, it, it's an amazing thing, and yet they want to tell us that the polls show President Trump isn't very popular. His approval rating is down below blah, blah, blah. Good Lord. Um, TJ in Cleveland next. Hey, TJ, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, hi, Bob. You know, on this witness poll, I have no doubt majority, you know, people are calling for witnesses. But what they don't tell you is a lot of these people want to see witnesses, not because to take Trump down, but to finally put shift the Bidens, the whistleblower, yeah, and the stands. That's probably so true. That, yeah. And then, you know, in the plane dealer, they're attacking Portman now, using that, well, the majority of the people want witnesses, and if he doesn't vote for witnesses, he's not doing the will of the people. Yet they say nothing about the real political hack, Sherrod Brown. Now, Ohio is Trump country. I mean, the last election showed that. Right. And this is a senator that doesn't care what the evidence says. He's going to vote to remove Trump from office not doing the will of the people in Ohio. This is the political hack that should be recalled. Not Portman, but Sherrod, uh, well, I call him Sherrod Clown. 
Yeah, but you're making too much sense of that. Uh, you know, telling uh, telling Portman that he's got to do the will of the people of Ohio that he represents, because he would say, well, I wasn't voted in. I wasn't elected by those people. I was voted in by people who opposed Donald Trump, uh, and that's what I'm here to do is to is to hold him accountable, et cetera. That would be his argument. But the, the plain dealer part of this is a little different. TJ, thanks for the call, my friend. Uh, the plain dealer, you know, look. You are never, ever going to get any... I, I shared with you just the networks, right? I shared with you the NBC, CBS, ABC. You are never going to get any more fair coverage from the Cleveland Plain Dealer or its uh, online partner, Cleveland.com, or the Washington Post or the New York Times or the Chicago Trib or the San Francisco Chronicle or the LA Times or any of the rest of those rags. You are never going to get any more fair coverage from them than you are the networks that I just gave you the evidence on uh, with their with their coverage of the president. It's going to be skewed. It is going to be unfair. And they're going to try to pressure by way of votes um, uh, Republican elected officials to to follow their their lead or we're going to cost you votes. We're not going to endorse you. We're going to continue to slam you and it's going to cost you votes. So they're going to do that to Portman. They they do that on a regular basis to Jordan on the House side. And to me, I think one of the most heartening things that that I have here that I that I that I can say about this is almost almost uh, unanimously Republicans are telling the plain dealer and these uh, news uh, uh, agencies, these biased partisan hack news agencies, to to stuff it up their nose. Uh, they don't care. I don't think Rob Portman is going to vote for witnesses because the plain dealer scared him. Jim Jordan is certainly not going to stop what he's doing defending the president because the plain dealer is trying to intimidate him. Uh, and Jordan is an ultra-conservative. Uh, Portman is more of a rhino. But they still are not going to allow the leftist media to control their uh, votes and their decisions. And that's the one thing that I'm very, very happy about. And I'm also very happy about this. There are a handful, a small handful, but a handful of Democrat legislators that are the same way. Joe Manchin, for example, he is probably going to vote against witnesses, and he's probably, he's probably going to vote to acquit the president. There may be two or three more as well. There are not a lot of them, but there are some of them who don't let the media and the threats and the intimidation of affecting their reelection chances make their decisions for them. And that is one of the most heartening things that, I, that I've seen. All right, 10 o'clock, coming up after the top of the hour news, the sage of South Central, Larry Elder, will join me live right here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com